I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the, the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. So today we are talking with Emma Zahn, and we're going to talk about all of her different experiences competing. So Emma, tell me a little bit about your history competing. How many shows have you done? What federations? And let's get started with that. All right. So I have done six competitions in total. I've done three preps. Each prep has been longer than the last. Um, and I started in NANBF, and I kind of ended in IPE. So that's kind of how and where I got started. But I definitely did sports and other things in the past. But, yeah, I just started getting into bodybuilding three years ago now. Yeah, when I first met you, you were just coming off of powerlifting, correct? Yes, yeah. So I kind of have done both like one right after the other so that's always fun because they're completely opposite and it's always fun trying to get back into it after you know doing the opposite sport so <laughs> it's interesting yeah right well, there's different parts of it that are what was one aspect that was like you didn't expect it to be so challenging I would assume it would be posing like oh yeah it looks easy yep just get in heels or whatever but what do you think Oh my God, 100% posing. So <laughs> I have never done anything like, I don't want to say like a, like an uber feminine sport, but like I'm just like used to getting like down and dirty, like <laughs> soccer, like right in the dirt, literally. <laughs> so like I've never totally. done like gymnastics or ballet where I have to like focus on like my actual like posture or how I look like soccer you look crazy like you're like sprinting and like playing in mud basically so I don't have to look or care how I physically look or anything like that like I don't have to pose for a camera really so like that 100% was like the thing and still is like the hardest thing for me is posing because it does it does not come naturally whatsoever like I have even no background to even like go back to to like even help me with that if that makes sense well and your posing took a big jump from the your first season that I saw you compete to the second season I was like dang she must have put some work in and really practice your posing it went from being able to get into your poses and have a good look on stage to like the last time I saw you on stage I was like wow now that's a full package when it's not just looks great for photos but has the flow down and is so much more polished and you know what I mean cohesive what was the biggest thing did you just practice a ton more did you seek out different coaches what was the improvement there yeah, so thankfully, right from the get-go, I was told, like, you got to take your posing seriously. So I think I heard that from you, but I've also heard that from, like, other people as well. And I'm so, so glad I just heard that message, like, right before I even started. Because, like, of course I would have taken it seriously, but, like, there was just, like, a whole new level. Like, hey, like, you can look like so awesome and have the best package but if you don't know how to pose like you're not going to do well and like for some people they're just doing it for fun so like they're totally okay with that and that's awesome but like I'm competitive so I'm like oh my god okay so I have to take this like even more seriously than I originally thought um but yeah so you were asking me like what's like the difference from like when I first started to like kind of where I am now I guess um I mean it was like you know taking it even more serious like getting to like a whole new level um, in terms of like hours and practice. But I think also too, it just really came down to um, just like uh, 
the hours I had already put in. So meaning like the more you do something, the better you get at, you get at it. So it's not like you can just put like 10 hours into something and like, I, I expect to be like super awesome or great at it. Like it takes way more than 10 hours for anything. Like it takes more than 10 hours, 10 hours, like for college, it takes more than 10 hours to like, um, what's another example? I don't know. <laughs> um, right. You're investing a lot of time into get there. There's this quote and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was really just that it was just like, it wasn't like my first time anymore. And it's just like the more practice, the better you get at it. That's really it. There was no really like secret formula or anything. Nita, what things do you think helped to like what proposing? What do you say? Right. It's not, is it a secret sauce? Is it a secret video you have to watch to learn how to do it? Or is it just, Put some time in that. Well, heels. it's time and you have to figure out the, the way that works for you because there's a lot of different ways to pose in positions to be in. But when you are holding a pose, like I can't be super bubbly on stage. Like that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. You have more of a pop and flair for when you pose. But once you have that confidence or have been out there once or twice or tested some different versions of posing, and, and got a flow of it, but it's constant. I practice anytime there's music on. I still do. It just mm -hmm. is very helpful to test it and check in on it. <laughs> right, and it's fun to, like, make pretend little, like, routines or, like, tea walks with different... You hear a song, and you're like, ooh, like, you immediately feel like, oh, that would be fun to be on stage yeah. with. And it, you, at first, it's like, okay, you just have to, like... Get the fundamentals down first. I always explain it, like, figure out where your hands and feet are going to go. Yep. And then... And then find and, your style. And find find your style, get the fluidity, mm -hmm. and then and then you add the extra momentum. Like, not all girls can hop on stage and make it look smooth and fluid and make the hand movement. Some of them, it looks like they're batting flies or mixing cake. It looks <laughs> like they're... It's like, what are you doing up there? Is there a fly by yeah. your head? It looks like you're a fly. <laughs> is attacking you. So there is definitely a fine line between all of it. And I think a lot of times practice on stage. So I've, I always used to hand out trophies, but a reason why I did that, because I knew I wanted to be a back on stage and I get a little nervous on stage. So me constantly being on stage is a way to be comfortable. So any chance you can practice or go to a posing seminar and just put yourself in front of people and be stared at, it helps just make it easier that day. And doing a run, like if your like physique is right there, do a run of shows, get in front of different judges, different federations. Granted, there's different posing that comes along with that. But that being said, when you just begin, you don't know what federations' poses might flatter your physique the most. So, like, right. uh, and as the each w federation, they're changing still. Like, Emma, we just they just added a new pose to the NAMBF and yep. IPE federations for bikini. A new back pose option. So this even the poses within each federation are still changing. Right. So it's best to try on kind of all the poses... And have someone that can be able to tell you which one's looking better, right. like, you know, with a coach or a friend or even just take pictures and you can decide, you know, which one looks the best mm -hmm. um, for those different poses. Um, so you prepped during and um, COVID this year or this past year. What was, I, I want to say, of course, I know there's the obvious things that are different and uh, more challenging about that prep. But my question is what things were better about this prep? Oh, interesting. I wasn't expecting that question. Um, better. Um, I had talked to like some girls who were prepping um, during 
the pandemic and COVID, I guess one thing was since not, at least where I live in Minnesota, like gyms were not mm. open for like half my prep. Mm -hmm. So that was like <laughs> immensely frustrating. But at the same time, I was kind of realizing that since I don't have all these machines and I'm not lifting as heavy as I normally would have, there's a little less inflammation going on. And so like, I'm still sore because I'm still working out, but it's not nearly as much. So it's almost like you have maybe a little bit more energy because you're not as like sore and run down as if you were, you know, working out at the gym five days a week. So I guess that's like one positive because we always have to find that's positives true. in everything, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure there's something that was like maybe better about it. <laughs> like, and you don't have to ever have guilt of not making it to the gym because it just it's shut down. You yeah, gotta figure right? out another way. <laughs> I'm sure there were lots of outdoor workouts that were, had to happen. I guess something else, too, was, like, I feel like I was a little bit more focused. Like, I'm always focused when I'm going to the gym. Like, going to the gym, I always tell people it's, like, going to school for me. Like, I have homework to do. <laughs> and, like, that's all I'm thinking about. But, like, being stuck at home, like, I mean, yeah, there are distractions because it's home. And, like, the bed looks so nice. Like, maybe I'll get, like, some extra hours of sleep in instead of working out. But... I don't know. It's just like, there's no other people. <laughs> it's just me. So like that helps a little bit. Like I'm able to like really like focus a little bit more, but still like, I don't, I never really worked out at home before COVID. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Definitely a different pace of intensity and situation and kind of mindset going into it. Uh, how was your show day like experience? Like, cause you had, you know, nor a normal first time show day experience and I saw a lot of competitors that they competed for the first time during COVID. So I'm sure that was interesting on its own. But you've seen kind of pre, what was it like day of? Was it the same like backstage giddies or like on stage? Tell me. Yeah. So the first show I actually saw you, it was the Minnesota Bloomington show. And it was actually at um, the Mystic Lake Casino in Prior Lake. So um, in terms of anything different, I mean, obviously the masks are different. And it was really weird trying to keep a mask on after having like my makeup. <laughs> I don't want like a mask like indent or like print mm -hmm. on my face after getting makeup and having to like, you know, pay for it and all this time that was put into it. So the casino was kind of strict in terms of like, you wear your mask at all times until you get on stage. So I just kind of like pretended I had my mask on mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like when I had my makeup on, like I didn't really want to put a mask on. So the whole mask thing I think was, was probably one of the biggest things, but I, I thought they did like an amazing job. Like it still felt normal to me. Like, they did have um, the audience different this year. So each competitor was able to have two people come see. And so like, if it was your first show, like you, normally you have like everyone and like your grandma there. It's your first time you want everyone to see yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So since it wasn't my first time, it was like a little better, I guess, because I didn't have like you know, it's, it was like, I don't even know, my fourth competition. So people are like, it's okay. Like, we don't have to go, yeah. you know, it's not like your first time. It's, it's, you know, it's like, we kind of understand what's going on and everything. So, um, but like, I can't really normally see the audience anyway. Like those lights yeah. on stage are so bright that I didn't even really noticed that there was absolutely no one there. The <laughs> so like that didn't really affect me a whole lot, but it was a little strange to know yeah. that there weren't many people in the audience, but I know, I think they did a really good job, like, day of. Like, it still felt very normal to me. 
Okay, good. Well, that's good yeah. to see that yeah. they're that because that show day experience. I mean, to me, that's my favorite part of all prep. I always joke. I'm like, that's why I go to so many shows so I can experience show day without having to diet. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love show day. There's something magical about show day and just getting excited and feeling prepared and showing off all your hard work and kind of that pinnacle moment. It's here and gone before you know it. Um, but yeah, I always was curious to see how things are going to be different. And I'm assuming this year there'll be some kind of hybrid in between again as well. But I'm glad to see that the shows are going on. And yeah. are you, what are are your are you prepping right now? I am not prepping right now, and I am kind of debating if I will do maybe possibly another prep in May, but it's just crazy because, like, I ended my prep at the end of October, so it's like I haven't even been out of prep that long, so yeah, we'll see. Like, unintentionally, my prep was a year long because of COVID and people canceling or postponing um, shows. It just was, like, the longest year ever. <laughs> Um, but you so came out of that season with a pro card, right? Right. I did. So it was like 100% worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's super exciting. Hey, right? Well, if you, it made you earn it, but like glad you hang hung on and pulled really, through. <laughs> so then uh, next on the horizon, kind of taking some time off, find out, wait, tell what show kind of speaks to you, and then come back and head out with the big dogs. I've clearly got my pro card and hid from the world. haven't stepped haven't made that commitment yet (laughs) so because to me it just felt like a whole new level but it's a whole new ball game up there gotta just rip off the band-aid i've seen i've seen the top top amateurs get eaten alive on stage male and female but i've also seen um Brand new pros go up and just kill it and slam it. That's true. I've seen both. I gotta be honest. The last shows I saw, I was like, "Woo! I'm glad I'm not competing today." The last show that I saw, (laughs) the show that I saw you were in, that was the leanest group of girls I've ever seen. Their show got delayed, (laughs) so I think everyone had more time to diet down. So everyone was so lean. The what? one in Mystic the Lake. Show, the Minnesota show? Yes. The Mystic Lake oh, one. Oh, okay. That show, that one that got, that was one that got delayed like an extra month or maybe month and a half, but everyone was lean as heck. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Normally you, you get the top, whatever, couple percent are super lean, but everyone was like very diced. And everyone I was we saw that day, yeah. Glad to not be on stage that day. <laughs> Which show did you take your card home in, your pro card in? <laughs> Was that the one down in Iowa? Iowa. So that was... Huh? Yep, yeah, the one down in Iowa. Uh, Yep, Natural Iowa. So that this year was at the end of August, which is hilarious because it normally is like the second week of May. So you can understand like why my prep was so long because like (laughs) these competitions just kept getting like postponed (laughs) and yeah. Again, happy I did it. (laughs) <laughs> right. That had to be mentally tough to just keep stringing on, <laughs> stringing on. Oh, 100%. And I've never 
super prepped in summer. So like, okay. I just was like, do I enjoy my summer <laughs> or do I go through prep the entire summer and do a second show? Cause normally the shows are like two weeks after one another. So it's like easier to do like multiple shows, but like each show was like two months, like after one another. So it's just like so long. <laughs> How did you make it work during the summer prep, which you've never done before and with the food and we all know summer can, you know, we get a little, have a lot of fun in Minnesota, Wisconsin areas. So. Yes. Yes. Um, honestly, I wanted my pro card and I, went to Bloomington and I got second place and I was very happy with that. But at the same time, I'm like, I have a big goal and I want that card. <laughs> so like, I got to make it work. Like, uh, I just feel like that happens to a lot of athletes during their prep. Like you go through a lot and you have a lot of sacrifices that you go through and it's just like all worth it. If like your reason why just like outshines everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, there's sacrifices, but like it almost doesn't mean a whole lot because like you have this goal you're looking at, like straight in the eyes and you're like, I'm going to get that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It makes the hard, not as hard, or you can just put up with it a lot more. Yes. Um, and yeah. you just find new ways to adapt your lifestyle and get that balance. Even if you are on prep and it is summer, you know, it's important to, to find joy there even when it is hard. So now that you're this seasoned pro, what is something, what are some things that you wish you would have known when you first started or what do you, what things did people tell you early on? I know you mentioned posing early on, um, but that helped, but if you could, to look back and say like okay to newbies people who have never done this before are doing it for the first time what do you what do you what advice do you have yeah i would say two things i would say like my first prep i did a very strict diet which i feel like a lot of people who have done bodybuilding for a while have definitely done this at some point just like that super strict like chicken and broccoli or like turkey and asparagus like just that maybe some egg whites but it's just like super plain and you pretty much eat the same thing every single day and like it's definitely like doable but the fact it's just like boring <laughs> so like you go from like having freedom with like your meals to having absolutely no freedom and like again like it's doable but like mentally it's 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 hard because i mean yeah just to be stuck with like five foods and like that's it like, even when you, like, accidentally slip in, like, half a cookie, you're like, oh, my God, like, I have sinned. <laughs> like, it's just, like, this big, big thing. And, like, you tear yourself down, and it almost was, like, well, honestly, a half a cookie, like, really didn't do anything whatsoever at all. But, like, if you've just been eating five foods forever, just these five foods every single day, like, you really take it out on yourself, like, mentally. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, not healthy. So I would say, like, I, I kind of wish yeah. I did things first prep because like since then I've just did like flexible dieting and I just like I don't think I will do anything but flexible dieting just because like for me personally it just like works the best um so I would say that that there's like other ways to lean yourself out besides like your regular like chicken and broccoli kind of diet and then secondly I would say and I feel like almost every competitor says this especially like girls but like after prep like having somebody tell you that it's like a hundred percent okay and normal to gain body fat and gain weight like it's normal like you are not at like a healthy or normal weight right now and like to maintain that is just it's not really realistic so 
you know, like I really wish there was almost like a mandatory class that you would take like just mm-hmm. once, like mm-hmm. after, after prep and just, I mean, I don't think anyone had said that to me. And so, and I think that's the same for like a lot of competitors is that like, I guess, I don't know, it just doesn't get talked about as much. And I know you guys do like a really good job talking about it. I just wish like I had heard like a little podcast from you guys like three years ago. Like, <laughs> like dang it, what were you doing? Three years ago, we were dieting with you. We, yeah. we were too tired to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had to fit each other, finish each other's sentences in the podcast because oh it gosh. was a mess. <laughs> That's funny. And honestly, it's interesting um, because I feel like I came up through the bodybuilding industry the opposite that everyone else does because of everyone in my family being so involved in bodybuilding for so long. So I knew after my first show... This body's not sustainable. You're going to gain body fat. Okay, well, I didn't get that lean for my first show. So I just put on a ton of weight after my first show and was trying to just be like, it's expected. It's healthy. And, like, I thought that I was doing a good thing. But so it's interesting to see that I did the opposite of that. And I blew up like a tick after my first show for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> One including that I knew that it was healthy or non-sustainable to be at my show date. So maybe like, you just accepted it quickly and then ate into it as quickly as you could. Yeah. But, you know, I also learned for the second show and also had a, an experience post-show too. So mm-hmm. I think no matter what, it's the post-show, no matter which way you do it. So if you know that your body is going to change it still is hard to watch your best physique fade away. Yeah. It's hard no matter, even if you know what's happening. And I've never had children, so Nina, you may be able to speak on this more uh, well-rounded than I am, but I would imagine it's much like when you have a kid. Like, you're excited that you're having this kid now, but your body's about to change. It's goodbye. about to go down. Goodbye. You worked hard for that physique, <laughs> and it's about to change right in front of you. When I found out I was pregnant with my number two, I had just pulled off all of the baby weight from number one and I did it really slow because I was breastfeeding and working and I had just tightened up to be at a point where like okay this can be competitive with proper training yay did my food woke up the next morning with morning sickness for my second one so I just dialed my baby mommy body in and then it's like nope you're gonna have be pregnant for a year and breastfeed for a year and a half you cannot rethink about this dream for another two and a half or three years it was literally like dust in the wind I was like oh my god (laughs) goodbye (laughs) but it's true and it's like when I'm competing I knew I wasn't gonna compete hot off of this season this last time so I was like I admire this baby while I got it like take this car for a ride because it's gonna look different from here on I did a slow gain on after my last Uh, show this last show was the best I've ever reverse Mm -hmm. dieted it was in I think I did, like, four weeks, I want to say, of, like, calorie, I did, like, a 500-calorie jump up. I had heavy macro tracking this last prep, but about after, I think, like, two to four weeks of big increase of tracking, that helped a ton. Instead of trying to do the slow thing, I did a big jump. That you helped. Just, and you opened up your food options, so you had a lot more different foods and, and yes. fun foods to eat, you just watch your portions. Yeah, I yeah, I just went back to, like, maintenance calories almost right immediately, and that be, meant, th- that kept me from eating like an a-hole. Yep. And 
after about four, two or four weeks, I don't remember how long, I did more intuitive eating. That uh, I did it with a very scientific approach. I like, <laughs> weaned myself off of macro tracking. I control freaks of the world will understand how painful this experience was, and it was. And but it was a learning process. Like I physically had to wean myself off of tracking macros so heavily because. It holds something over you. It's like the biggest blessing in my life ever, finding macros and finding that balance and freedom with food and being able to eat pizza and still lose weight and or gain weight and know that I'm hitting my numbers and not depriving my body and, you know, having that, like, certainty. But it just, I knew that I wasn't going to compete very soon after that and I didn't want that mental grip hold of, like, just not knowing whether it was good or bad or hitting my numbers. I wanted to be able to feel what my body needed and try to listen to more of what that was. Even trying to get so far as to try to listen to more cravings, uh, trying to lean into more mineral cravings or, you know, try to see what my body would want in preference because my goal was no longer biggest bikini athlete. It was more gut health, clean energy. My eating shifted with that, um, post-show. So what are you doing now? Are you tracking macros still in your off-season, quote-unquote, if we're calling it? I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. (laughs) Oh, are you tracking your macros right now? Yes, I am tracking my macros. So I'm doing kind of basic 2,000 calories a day. I really wanted there to be, like, a difference between an on-season and an off-season. I feel like the off-season is just as important as the Mm on-season, but mentally, like, I just wanted it to be, like, I don't want to say easier, but just, like, a little bit more relaxed. Like, I think your your off-season definitely needs to be, like, a tad bit more relaxed. Um, And again, like, I guess I can kind of relate to you. So, like, this last season, like, I went, like, straight to, like, normal calories, like, right away. I know, like, some people, like, ease into it, but, like, my was so long I was like dying I was like dying to just like have a normal like calorie intake and yeah so yeah that's kind of what I'm doing right now just counting macros awesome yeah it gave me a ton of freedom with that and I think it's a great way to keep it between the rails like just not overdo it not underdo it Awesome. Well, do you have any other things that you that found helpful for first time bikini competitors um, or tip for show day? Let's end with that. Hmm. Tip for show day. Um, I would say for show day, have at least and I'm sure most people do, but maybe um, if like, yeah, it's your first time you might not know but like I would have like one person like with you like at all times like I feel like when you get married like you have this bridal party that like follows you everywhere <laughs> like on show day have like one friend or like a couple of friends just like follow you like every step of the way it makes it like more fun like you probably won't be as nervous because like you have like this group of people like following you to like makeup and like this or that like watching you have like your teeny tiny little meals and just like <laughs> joking about it taking pictures videos just like like, having fun, like, the whole day up to stage and after. So, I have a I dream like of having a team of, a part of it, the better. Oh, my gosh. I totally agree having, being uh, more the merrier, right, being a part of that show day experience. I have visions of having the Shine Squad have a team of what I would call <laughs> the bikini elders <laughs> to be just those people and for show them. day. Oh, that would be awesome. Like, awesome. 
Making sure your boobs look good on show day. Make sure your makeup looks good. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's going to wear their bright yellow shine shirt. And on the back, it's going to say Bikini Elder. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so hilarious. You can do it for the May show. <laughs> just like season competitors. So, like, if you weren't competing, like... But you're, you know, one of our girls. Here, give you a t-shirt. If you're going to be at show day anyways, and know that someone can come up to you and say, hey, I need help. I'm, I have my period. You have a tampon? And you're yep. like, yep, bikini elder. Here we go. Yep, I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so let me know if you'd like to apply to be a bikini elder. I'll get your t-shirt ordered. <laughs> we'll have to make them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Emma. This was an yeah. absolute pleasure. Congrats again on your pro card. Thank you. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, this was so fun. <laughs> Good. We're so excited. Thanks again. All right. Yeah. We'll talk you. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.